good morning, good afternoon, a good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are. I want to thank you for listening to The Dash with Matrilla. Guys, let's talk about no church. Let's talk about not going to church. Let's talk about non-traditional church. Let's talk about doing away with the church. Those were all of the things that I have been hearing in probably the last maybe three or four months. And I think I've shared this with you guys. I have come in contact with more young people that don't believe in Christ, more young people that don't do church anymore. I don't even know what that means. I, I, you know, I've asked several young people. When I say young people, I'm talking about between the ages of maybe 19 or 20 up until about maybe 30. And it's weird because now more and more I hear people say, I don't do church. I don't do that type of church. I, you know, I have this in my home. It is heartbreaking because the young people are building altars in their houses and they're building these altars and, you know, putting sacrifices of money and vegetables, fruit, all of this stuff on their altars and they're praying to their ancestors and they're using, they're using uh, what's called tuning bowls. They're doing all of these things. I had an opportunity to talk to a young lady and we were just having a conversation and I asked her, um, just, you know, simply based off of our conversation, I asked, I said, well, what church do you go to? Or do you go to a church at all? And she said to me, oh no, I don't do church. And I was forced to be a Christian at an early age. And I said to her and I said, well, let me, I said, let me ask you this. So you don't go to church at all. And, um, I said, well, do you believe, you know, in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in God? And she said, well, you know, I believe there's a higher power. I've heard that. And we've all probably heard that. She said, I believe that there's a higher, higher, higher power, but I was forced to be a Christian at an early age. And I told her, I said, you were not forced to be a Christian. You were forced to go to church. There is a big difference. So what the thing that she said to me next has stuck with me and it literally makes my heart. It makes my heart bleed to hear the words that she said. She said to me, I'm going to do my research. I'm sorry. She says to me, I'm going to do my research. And once I'm done with all of my research, I'm going to pick a religion. And I said to myself, I thought, wow, you are going to do research on Google and pick a religion. I said to her, I said, let me share this with you. And I said, as a young lady, you need a relationship, not a religion. There is a big difference. And I think that's the part that, um, oh, and it, it, it's really, every time I have an opportunity to talk about it is, it really does something to me because we are losing our younger generation and we're losing them very quickly. Let me tell you something. 
the Bible makes it very clear in Hebrews 10 and 25 that we have to assemble ourselves together, meaning assemble ourselves with other Christian, other believers. This is how you are fortified. This is how you are made stronger. But what I am learning and most of these, these young people who are going in this direction have grown up either in households or in churches or around church people who, and I continue to say this, who have misrepresented the kingdom of God because they have become stumbling blocks or they portrayed that they were Christians over here when they were in a Christian environment, but when they went home or when they were out, they were completely different. So it confuses a, a person when they're young, when they're children, it confuses them and what they look at and they start to say, well, if this is what Christianity looks like from what I've seen, ain't John, ain't, ain't Janie do or Uncle John do, then why do I need to be a Christian? And here's the other thing that I heard um, the young lady said to me, she said, why do I need to go to church? All the sinners are at church. And I, and I said to her in, in uh, a, a laughing matter, because at that moment, it was such a sensitive uh, topic for me. And I did not want to push her away. I wanted to continue to have a conversation with her. And I said, well, where else should the sinners be? You know, and I said, all sinners should go to church so that they can turn be turned away from those sinful activities those sinful thoughts i mean so that they can just really change their lives and see how christ could really make an impact on their lives and she said next she said what i've heard several other other young people say was the people at church are very judgmental well here's what i will say sometimes i believe that is true a lot of times more times than not that there's a lot of judgment that takes place within the church. But here is the thing. Sometimes what looks like judgment, and I'm not justifying anything when it comes to true judgment. Sometimes when something looks as if though it's judgment, it's really, sometimes it could really just be a matter of someone bringing something to your attention so that you can, um, you know, try to, um, fix whatever it is that you have going on, or maybe they're trying to draw your attention to something that can be uh, improved, something to help you improve, not so much as judging you. Sometimes we're already judging ourselves and we think other people are judging us too. But in any case, what I believe when it comes to the young people is this, and this is what I am I'm saying more and more to the young people. Don't believe in the church. Don't do it. Don't believe in the church. Believe in the one who is the head of the church. And that's Jesus Christ. Because if you believe in Jesus Christ, whom is the head of the church, guess what will happen when you believe in Christ and you want more of him, the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you to the right church, to the one where you will be fed, the one where you can grow spiritually, the one where you will mature spiritually. And guess what? And you will understand what true fellowship is all about once you believe in the one who is the head of the church. Because if you walk around and just start believing in any church and all the churches, there's a church on every street corner. I don't care where you live, what country you live in, what city you live in. There is a church somewhere close to you. But guess what? Not all of the churches that um, you see are led 
by the Holy Spirit. Not all of them have um, a God leader, a godly leader. Not all of them believe in Christ. Not all of them believe in what is going to be beneficial for you spiritually so that you can have eternal life. So don't believe in the church. Believe in the one who is the head of the church. Believe in the Holy Spirit. Believe in the word of God, the true God, the one, one true God, the God of Israel. Believe in that. And once you believe in that, you'll have no problem understand the true nature of the real church. So that kind of stuck with me. And uh, yeah, yeah, it really did. It stuck with me because... It's, it's more about a relationship and the younger people are, are detached when it comes to relationships. They are, you know, they keep this separate thing. It's like being alone. And, and this is, this is some of the loneliest generation. This is, this is one of the loneliest generations that I have seen. And I'm 50 years old, but it's almost if though they crave the loneliness, everything is so cyber and virtual and all of this, where is the actual contact, the coming together? Don't let the things of the world push you away from what God has for you. Coming together, like I said, coming together with other people, coming together with other believers, this is important. This is God given. God does not want you to be alone, nor does he want you putting up altars. I mean, you're going backwards. You're doing things of the law, putting up altars and making sacrifices and all those things. We serve a God that does not want our sacrifice. The only sacrifice he wants from us is our heart. Sacrificing, sacrificing our hearts to him, sacrificing our faith to him. And guess what? sacrificing our time to fellowship with him. He doesn't want your money. He doesn't want your children. He doesn't want you sacrificing your children, sacrificing pigeons and, you know, doing all those things. He doesn't want that. And here's the other thing. When you start praying to ancestors, who are these ancestors that you're praying to? Because then you step into what the Bible calls familiar spirits. And the Bible says that we are not to entertain familiar